Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, May 13th. Stocks are extending their losses. So you have S&P futures off 20 points. That is about 50 basis points. NASDAQ futures are off about the same percentage. So NASDAQ futures are down about 57 points. That's about 45 basis points. Dow futures are lagging a bit off 240 points. That is about 70 basis points. The mid-European indices are down about 1%, 1 1.5% to 1.75%. You know, you are seeing a shifting dynamic in this market. So whereby for the last couple of months, the um, bias has been to rotate you are now seeing this is kind of a just broader de-risking, de-grossing process, which is actually punishing the areas that have done best. So you're seeing underperformance in Europe in a lot of the cyclical groups, autos, basic resources, um, banks, energy, as investors just kind of taking off exposure across the board. And and the stuff that's done the best usually suffers in that type of environment. And that's kind of what's happening now. Um, and then Asia was lower across the board. Um, so it's really, you know, there's not any new news to talk about, you know, this, there was a catalyst that's nearly 24 hours old at this point. It's still cascading around the world. Obviously you've seen some signs of vulnerability in prices over the last couple of days. Tech has been a big underperformer. Um, and then you had obviously the CPI that came out yesterday morning was extraordinarily hot. Um, and that's just kind of creating this whole ripple effect globally, driving yields higher, undermining equity multiples, um, and causing the type of price action that we're seeing. Like I said earlier, um, you know, a lot of this now you're in the point of just portfolio, um, you know, portfolio performance damage that's creating knock-on selling. Um, you know, you're sending a lot of negative technical signals to non-fundamental money that's creating knock-on selling. Um, and and now again, it's not so much a rotation as just taking down exposure broadly. And so the stuff that's done best um, is going to now probably lag for a little bit. Um, you know, really hard to. To, to blame a lot of this on fundamentals. So just kind of my broader thoughts on what's occurring. Um, you know, clearly there are near-term inflationary pressures. I think a lot of this is, is base effects as the Fed has been warning about. It's not all base effects, um, but a lot of it is as you kind of cycle through some of the depressed figures from last year as the denominator in your year-on-year inflation figures, it's going to cause numbers, um, the year-on-year change to look very dramatic, just as you're seeing in a lot of areas in the economy. So GDP growth is being inflated. Um, certain companies now, as they report Q1 and then give Q2 guidance, the year-on-year growth looks dramatic. Um, that's just really a function of kind of what what was occurring at this time last year. Um, that's not to be very. That's not to be completely dismissive. There certainly are inflationary pressures. Your companies talk about it all the time. There are labor shortages that's driving wages higher. You have severe um, strains in supply chains. You have a lot of logistical um, strains that are creating price pressures. Um, but I think for the time being. As far as kind of trying to um, dissect inflation as far as structural changes and then kind of temporary transitory pressures, a lot of them fall into the transitory bucket. Um, and so that kind of should give people some comfort that you aren't seeing um, you know, a return to the you know, 70s era type of stagflationary environment. Um, so that's kind of really the broader macro backdrop, just kind of touching on a couple of other topics. 
Um, build back better and fiscal stimulus. I wrote a big piece about it yesterday. I think the odds of Biden getting, um, you know, his his family and jobs bills through Congress are are approaching zero at this point. I do think that you're probably going to see some type of an agreement on a kind of quote unquote mini infrastructure deal focused nearly exclusively on physical infrastructure and probably largely unfunded, meaning there won't be a lot of incremental tax hikes attached to it. Biden will, um, I think the White House will, um, you know, uh, try to play that as this is just the first part. Um, and then they'll try to seek a lot of their other, um, the other parts of those bills, the jobs and family pieces later on this year and then into next year. Um, however, I don't think that there will be much success. So I think if you do this, you know, a mini physical infrastructure bill right now, um, there won't be a lot of political capital left to do much else. Um, on the Fed, you still have the same rhetoric. Um, you know, Clarita yesterday spoke. He acknowledged that the CPI was a quote unquote surprise, but still insisting that the economy is far from the Fed's labor and inflation objectives, still insisting that there's no need to even talk about tapering, et cetera. Um, you know, just regards to stimulus overall, and I talked about this yesterday and I've written about it, you know, I don't think the market would mind a tiny, tiny bit less at this point in time, just given that there is the perception that fiscal stimulus is feeding into, um, is causing labor shortages. And then obviously monetary stimulus is creating inflationary pressures. No one wants the Fed to taper right now. No one wants the Fed to raise rates. But if they were to simply acknowledge that possibly the conditions could be in place for a taper at the end of this year, um, you know, I think that would help sentiment to an extent. And then also, you know, to the if you were to see Congress, um, you know, agree uh, to a fiscal deal that's substantially smaller than uh, than some of the numbers that Biden has been talking about, that may help sentiment at the margin also just by alleviating some of these inflationary concerns. Um, as ter- in terms of COVID, you know, I've been saying this for weeks, and I and I and I think it's you know increasingly clear the market has been operating in a post-pandemic mindset now for a very long time. So you have a lot of bullish news that hits the tape daily about. Um, COVID, you know, yesterday MGM said that all of its Las Vegas strip casinos are now 100% occupancy without any more social distancing. You had a lot of airlines speak at a conference yesterday, made very positive remarks about current bookings trends, um, about about the uh, the schedules that they plan on flying over the coming months. Um, but you aren't really seeing markets react to it anymore. And I think again, because largely the mindset of this market has been one that has been already kind of in a post-pandemic. Um, Outlook um, on the earnings front, you had a bunch of smaller companies last night. You know, a lot of kind of these, um, you know, quote unquote growth companies that investors are going to be watching to see how they trade. For the most part, the results are good. Uh, I would say Sonos is probably the big upside standout. That will be an interesting stock to watch today if it can sustain its rally. It was up a lot last night. Um, if that fades, it just kind of shows you that there's still more selling to be done in in technology. Um, Burberry is leading Europe on the downside this morning after its report some negative commentary on um, on margins. Uh, cryptocurrency is obviously very much in focus this morning. The Tesla news is being blamed for the steep declines you're seeing across the board in all the major cryptocurrencies. But I think also, too, if you take a step back, this market has been kind of gradually shifting away from some of the frothiest areas now for a very long time, including high multiple tech, a lot of the SPAC stuff. So it would make sense that cryptocurrencies, which um, you know are the paragon of excess, um, would also now come under pressure. So, you know, the Tesla news last night just may be an excuse um, to finally create a pullback in those asset prices. 
On the calendar for today, the PPI is going to be out at 8.30. So the PPI has been running a lot hotter than the CPI. The PPI tends to move faster and respond to inflationary pressures quicker than the CPI. Um, so it could be another ugly number. But again, you know, I think just keep in mind that we're in this phase now where the inflation figures are going to probably be um, the ugliest as, as you're now cycling through the worst of last year's figures in the denominator. Um, you have a couple more Fed speakers. I, I suspect you're going to hear more of the same. Um, and then you have on earnings. So Alibaba should be out in a couple of minutes this morning. And then after the close, you have Airbnb, DoorDash, and Disney will be the major ones. And that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.